definitely trust because you need to trust your wedding photographer. That's the, for me, that's the most important thing. Hi guys, welcome to the Weddings Exposed podcast, the first podcast for the brides and for the wedding industry professionals. We are Alexa Geibel and Kirill Brusilovsky, fine art wedding photographers from North Germany. In our podcast, we are going to give many tips for the brides how to organize your dream wedding. Our idea is to bring wedding industry professionals and wedding clients closer together and make them understand each other better. We want to share experiences and learn from each other. And now, let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Weddings Exposed podcast. Today, we have a very interesting person, uh, a colleague of ours, great photographer, number one best wedding photographer in Germany, version Fearless Awards 2017, 2018, 2019, and also top 30 best wedding photographer uh, by International Society of uh, Professional Wedding Photographers. It's a very cool organization. Hi there, Stephen Perschaft. Hey, guys. How are you doing? How are you doing? We're Fine. good. How are you? How are you? <laughs> good, good, good. Actually, we're really super excited to have you here today because you're also a really young photographer. I watched your interview on YouTube. I guess you started at the age of like 14, 15, you said, right? Yeah, 16. Yeah, I was 16. Yeah. And how old are you now? Uh, I just got 23 uh, last week. Yeah. Just uh, Congratulations. Just, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm seven uh, years now in, in wedding photography business. Um, yeah, it's been a really long time to say the least. And was it like the love from the first sight with the wedding photography? It, it definitely was. Like, I mean, I had like a, a pretty weird way starting with wedding photography. But uh, when I shot my first wedding, when it actually came to the point when I first started to shoot a wedding, uh, I completely fell in love right away. And why? What was the main reason? <laughs> like, it's, it's still the same nowadays that I love emotions. I love like telling stories and I love the freedom that we actually have as photographers and just get creative. And that's kind of what I, what I like about this. Tell us a little bit more about your special style. I mean, your pictures are really, wow, very emotional in ways. But I guess you have some kind of philosophy behind them. Well, uh, f thank you first. <laughs> um, I mean... I am like I will never. Uh, I'm, I'm from the uh, fully documentary side of photography. I guess. I mean, I don't like portraits. I don't like stage stuff. It just I tell the stories that happen on a wedding day because I always feel like there's like there's nothing more exciting and more awesome and more creative than uh, like the the real life or the reality to say the least. And like getting like. I, I take the creativity from the stuff like happening in front of me and in front of my camera. So um, that's kind of my way of seeing the world. And uh, I mean, I always say like I'm creative, but I feel like more the people in front of me are creative people. And I'm just there to document uh, these stuff in my way. It's yeah. beautiful. It's really beautiful. Like your approach, you can definitely see all these emotions. I really love one picture of yours with the child, like with the wedding cake and then with the child, the way he looks and also with the dogs. So it's like, it must be also pretty exhausting for you to work on the wedding day because you just have to, you know, you have to have so many eyes like a spider just look in every single direction to see what's going on. How do you manage that? Um, just, I mean, for me, the most important stuff is to keep fit and just uh, to be like, it's a hard day. It's a, a super hard day. Like usually I, um, I walk between 20 and 25 kilometers every wedding just to uh, just be everyone. I'm just, I'm basically trying to be everywhere. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm kind of a chaotic person to, to be honest. And um, just, 
yeah, just trying to focus on things that could happen, just uh, trying everything out that could basically just work out, even if it doesn't. I fail a lot when I do this, and I basically come home with pre shitty images to say the least no it's really hard to believe i mean i saw your images i cannot believe you just i think you're just being humble now how many do you shoot during the wedding so how many shitty images do you bring home i mean it's i'm i'm basically delivering like six to eight percent of the images that i'm delivering and there's a reason for that (laughs) right so i mean like like 90 percent 95 percent of the of the images i'm pretty happy that that i am the only person having to see these so, so what like, can the bride expect in the end? What you sele- the selected eight percent? What is it? It's basically like six hundred to eight hundred images that uh, I basically saying like these are the images that I love, and uh, that basically tell the story of the day and uh, just keep all the the bad stuff out because no one wants to see these. <laughs> and so, how many pictures usually do you shoot at the wedding? Like uh, let's say ten hours wedding, six thousand. Nah, a little more, maybe like eight to twelve thousand images. Whoa! I thought I'm crazy because I make like five thousand. <laughs> okay, wow. So, how much time actually does it take for you to pre-select all those images? Um, well, um, it might be like a full wedding, uh, like a full day. Like you can basically say, like the the, um, the time that I that I am at the wedding, I will basically just stay uh, at home and just selecting all the images which means like most of the time that's like 13 to 15 hours. So um, it's basically the same with selecting the images. You went already quite quite deep into the techniques of all, and, and that, that's great. I'm also very, very cur- uh, curious. But just one question, the step before, because you said you're shooting of mm, documentary style yeah. um, with um, quite little attention for the portrait. So that's the part you... Right just absolutely don't do or don't like how does I mean, it, uh, if the couple comes to you and says well we want emotional photos but of course we want some portraits what do you do i would basically say like um just i'm um, trying to get a picture of what they actually want because there might be a difference between we want portraits which means well, like we, we need one and one to two hours portraits or let's just say we need like 10 portraits of us and i'm fine with that so that's the first step um, I'm not saying we don't do portraits. I mean, I'm a photographer and I want to make my clients happy. Of course, I want to do that. Um, but most of my clients, I mean, it's first when they're coming to me, they don't expect to me like being a portrait photographer at all. They know my style because they know it from Instagram, from my website, from, from all my social media I'm doing because there I'm just showing like real moments and real couples and all that stuff. So they don't expect like having like a thousand portraits. But if they want some, they will get some. And that's like 30, 30%, 25%. That's basically the, the people who want portraits. And like basically all of them say like, oh, we just need like five to 10 and we were happy with that. So which means like I need 15 minutes with them and we were all happy with that. So, yeah. Do you think your social media presence does help you to attract this kind, of, this kind of clients? Because for me, like my clients, they just want portraits, like two hours, three hours. We do the couple photo shoot. I really love it. That's my like really cup of tea. So do you think like why do we attract so different clients? Is it because of social media? Is it because of the pictures that we post? Um, yes, but I could say like most of my couples are coming actually from my website. So um, it's basically like the stuff that I'm writing and the stuff that uh, and the images that I'm showing. It's always like... Um, I always ask myself, like, which people I want to uh, attract with the, the stuff that I'm showing. 
So I'm like always asking, like, what can I do to attract the clients that I want? And I don't want portrait clients. Like, this is completely not my type of, of people who just try to see the, the beauty. Yeah. I'm, I'm by no means a, a beauty photographer at all. Like, I show real world and real clients and real situations happening. And that's the most important thing for me. And that's, that's, why, yeah. that's what I'm, what I'm having fun with. Let's be frank. Uh, sometimes uh, potential clients don't spend very much time at first at the website. They just check different photographers and contact them, and you never know. Uh, so what would you do if, you, if there is a typical couple there, and many of them have quite weird uh, idea of what they want to have? They, if, if you see that somebody doesn't fit, but they are already there, uh, so you are meeting them personally or in Skype or whatever. And what they would want you to do? pay you, you like lots of thousands of euros, you know, like 10,000, bam, just, just do it. <laughs> I, I never booked a 10,000 euro client, to be honest. Like, do, do you I, book for more? What do you think? <laughs> do you book for more? Uh, not, not really. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I've, I always feel like educating your clients is important because I want to make them happy, but I also want to make myself happy. And if I don't see um, like like that we would match at all, I would say it to them. Like I feel like there are other photographers out there who would make you even more happy than I could do. And I'm is it theoretical or have you already said so a few times? I did. I did. Okay. I did. Not because of money, just... I, I'm a strong believer that we shouldn't be a bitch of the money <laughs> and don't have to prostitute for the stuff that we're doing because we can always be the best when we're doing what we can do best and not just trying to um, just simulate something for, for other people. And because in the end, it, if like my science and my brain just starting to alert and it's starting to alert more and more, I will say I'm not the right photographer for you. Right, but you are not an altruist. I mean, you are living from that, right? Yes. So this is your main uh, main yes. job, the wedding photography. Yes. And but uh, uh, so, but basically you are not a marketing and business kind of a person. So you see your work as a business. Uh, could you talk about these aspects? How much business is it into all this stuff? Because you have to earn money and how much art. How do you see yourself? So what do your potential clients have to understand? Who are you actually when they are trying to call and to book you? I mean... I'm trying to get a relationship between them and, and me, of course, because trust is like the, the sing, like the single most important thing between each other. That's why I'm saying we don't fit to each other because I don't feel like they trust in my work that I'm doing. Mm. And I need to, because I need them to be open and just to uh, like actually be themselves and like in this way, but in the other way, I need to have their trust to actually like that I can perform as good as I, as I want, because if they're not open, I won't be as well. And I cannot like deliver the best possible product for them. So uh, I feel like trust and like being somehow a friend, even if it's just for the, the, the time of the wedding and just the, the things before and after, um, that's kind of the main goal to, because I feel like people like really trust me, not only with the decision of like me booking, but also on the wedding day and letting me letting me basically into their inner circle and their feelings and like being so open and that's something that that I, that I like. But I really appreciate this because it's not uh, something that I could take for granted. So um, yeah. 
that's basically it. That's that's really beautiful. So do you have like an ideal client in mind when you write your blog post or when you post the pictures? Do you does she have a name? Your ideal clients, like in your mind. I mean, I, I should have because I studied online marketing. So, <laughs> ah, okay. But uh, <laughs> the real answer is um, yes to to some point. I don't have like the the list of my uh, ideal client in front of my computer or something like that. But I know that I, that I, that I'm attracting like basically fun people who are uh, like can be open, who are don't have like uh, really problems to to be uh, extroverted and um, just a, a little younger than, than most wedding clients, I guess. And just, yeah, just some some people like that. And uh, I, I'm not narrowing it down to like the, the single, like what you're eating for lunch or something like that. Just uh, <laughs> a, a, like a, a bigger picture. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. Cool. So you're saying you're saying that you have marketing background. So actually, being an artist, you you are still very much aware of the marketing stuff. So what are you doing actually for for the marketing? I guess that your openness uh, and this kind of being very open um, uh, to to the client is a part of the communication, which is market. I mean, there is nothing bad to marketing. So what are you doing to what else are you doing to market yourself? How do clients find you, and how do you find your clients actually? I mean, I'm trying to have like many ways that people can find me as a little better than to just like like set all my my cash on one cow or on on one one horse. Um, of course, I'm doing social media. Um, I'm by no means a social media expert. I'm just trying to post. Um, I'm doing a lot of website work, SEO, all that stuff. Um, I'm competing in competitions, which is also helping me to book clients, of course. And I, I love these clients that, that come through, like fearless ISPWP um, masters and all that things. Um, yeah, just just trying to be uh, as much findable as you can online. This is basically my my goal. I'm, I'm not too good in like uh, uh, in person stuff or all that things, but um, yeah. That's that's basically trying to to do a lot of things to make myself present. Do you meet potential clients in person or do you Skype with them? Um, I usually nowadays it's more Skype because I'm having more clients from like other places who are not living so much nearby, who are maybe like from from other countries or from other parts of of Germany. So um, it, it's it's Skype nowadays, but. Um, I love to to meet in person, uh, just just a little more. Yeah, if if I could, I would love to meet them in person. But it's not always the case. It's it's been pretty rare, like only like five percent or something like that. All the others basically, yeah, Sky. So you do then many destination weddings? Um, yes, um, but also like in Germany, other like other places. But I mean, like three or four hours, you basically wouldn't come for like a meeting, which would take like an hour or something like that. So. Um, I'm just not having too much clients here in, in my region, but also like others like Bavaria and um, all that, that other parts of, of uh, Germany. So, um, yeah, but I also have destination weddings from, from time to time. I mean, I usually have like three to four every year, not, not five, maybe five, maybe six, but that's basically it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm coming around a little. And how usually the destination clients find you? Is it Instagram? Is it your website? Is it awards? Uh, basically, yeah, awards. Awards having a lot with, with that because they're like really international uh, audience for these. And uh, I mean, Fearless is pretty good for, for this kind of stuff. And uh, I mean, I love those clients because they really get what I'm doing and they're really into photography. And that's 
that's what I love about them. So everyone's like inquiring from fearless. I'm like always, I'm like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so that's like my, um, my ideal client then, my perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, always like, I never had like any bad experience at all with clients from fearless. They're always awesome. <laughs> really, they have like the best parties, and I love those parties. <laughs> so the, how how would you say the awards changed your life as a photographer? What would change for you since you start to win so many awards? Like you say, you you have many cool clients now. What else? Um. Basically, not too much. I, I don't feel like they're like we always want to talk about game changers and willing like this award will open the door and this award will open the door, but it it doesn't. Like I I want a lot of cool stuff and I and I know that, but in the end, it just basically there's there's not like too many shortcuts for for what you're wanting to achieve. I mean, I'm in business business for seven years now, which is a pretty long time and i know that i'm kind of the the old old guys to to say like come on with 20 what two 23 yeah, <laughs> yeah really really old yeah but i mean like like i don't know i really don't know like a lot of photographers out there who are who are in business for seven years so it took a lot of time and like i i kind of hate when someone's coming up to saying like oh i know the shortcuts for success and you will be instant wedding photography rock star which is like the weirdest like saying thing at all because we don't have any rock stars at all but um i i hope you're you're getting what i what i want to say with that because um like yes it, it helps but it all helps in some ways but we're always looking for that one client who is like the prince of Nigeria, who has like all these other crazy people out there. Yeah. It, it so, doesn't happen. I mean, for some people it will happen, but for me it didn't in the last seven years. And I'm not trying to search for it any longer. I'm just trying to work and I'm trying to work hard for, for what I'm for what I want to have, for what I want to achieve. And I feel like it's way more productive to like put in all my cash on that one single horse, which I always say. <laughs> So with your experience, what actually makes a good photographer? Supposing I'm a bride or bridegroom and I'm looking around. Uh, obviously the pictures and um, uh, your website is actually your showroom for your pictures. But I'm pretty sure that there is much more to it, like also personal qualities. Um, can you talk about your own idea, vision, picture of a perfect wedding photographer i mean there there i think there's no perfect wedding photographer for like there's not just only one yes like, not for everybody that's every, why i've said your personal uh perfection i feel like every uh, client and every wedding couple should find their perfect wedding photographer who i mean i think I might be the perfect wedding photographers for my clients because I like we're matching in personal ways and we're matching in what they're like like how they're mar marrying and how their their visions of life are um because, and that's why we're kind of a perfect match but I know that other photographers would fit to perfectly to other to their couples and some of their couples and it's just like just trying to to match the, the different types of clients, different 
people out there to to have their perfect wedding photography. For that was very diplomatic, but let me put the question a little bit differently. I mean, uh, okay. I guess it is a. Uh, we are all business insiders uh, working right. in the wedding business for for years, but for a wedding uh, couple, mm-hmm. uh, they look around. Uh, there are many different photographers and uh, there are also many different pictures. Mm. Obviously, they have to like the pictures, but then they visit a photographer and they have very, or, or talk over Skype and have very limited time. So what do they have to look after from the position of the couple? Of course, there is a certain way they have, there is to be a certain match, but how does wedding couple, uh, is there some process, some way to check? Does this guy fit to us. If they are visiting 10 photographers whom they have pre-selected, they like pictures of every single one. So what would be the next step? What do they have to look after? What do they have to check besides the pictures and the prices? Trust. Definitely trust. Because you need to trust your wedding photographer. That's the, for me, that's the most important thing. Like trust. I mean, there are some other things like you, you need to check, but if you're like, if your heart feels that this is the right photographer, it is the right photographer. And don't like try to uh, look at all different kind of photographers out there and just trying to compare, oh, this guy do, do things like this and this one do things like this. Just try to, to hear from the bottom of your heart, who do you think you want to trust on your wedding day? Because this is like a, a, a huge thing and you will always get like only marry once. So you better find a person who you feel like is the right person for you. And that's, yeah, it's, it's pretty easy, I think. It's like, it's just don't like a, a, a big answer to this. It's just, it, it's pretty easy. And don't overthink everything like for weeks. That, that won't help at all because then you're just trying but, mm, and wait and just, just do, really. And what would you say to the brides who are on the budget? Because I think many brides, they underestimate, you know, the photography. And they usually, we hear so many stories, like they regret it afterwards because they just try to save money on the photographer. What would you say to this kind of brides? How important is photography? And how maybe they could save? Should they save? You know, if like, for example, I'm the bride, I love the photographer, he costs like 10,000 euro. But I want him, but it's like too expensive. What do you think I should do in this case as a bride? Um... I, f- I think yeah, like um, it, it, it's all a matter of priorities and like like ask yourself like what's really important on your wedding day and what you really need and like where do you like really want to spend money because there's so much uh, like stuff on a wedding which really doesn't need to to be that expensive or doesn't need to like even put money on. Like so, what? What do you say? Like what from your point of view? Which stuff? All that, uh, like all these details, like flowers and all those. Like I, I know there are photographers out there who are just loving all those details and all that things that they're spending. But I'm a strong believer that the most important thing is love and all the other things are not necessary on a wedding day. And you don't need to like spend 10,000 euros on flowers and all those other small little things that just adds to each other and get more and more and more and more. So just like ask what you really need or really want. And I mean, like photos will stay forever. And does it really need to have like 5,000 euros for the cake, which will be eaten like in basically like an hour after that? And no one will remember it after it. 
But looking at the images, you will definitely like remember all those um, emotions and all the, this love between people. You will remember the people on a wedding day, how happy they are. And guess what? They won't be happy about that you're spending like 5,000 euros on that cake or all those other things. They will be happy that you're, they're staying with you and they're staying like, like having, just having spent a great time with you. And they will remember it for 10 years, 20 years and all those things. So um, yeah, photography is like, I mean, I'm a photographer, I have to say that, but I feel like it's it's more important to me and uh, to the clients, it should be as well, because that's the stuff that really like um, stays with you for like longer than the, the things or even something like the car and then all that stuff. You're renting this for like, what, like an, an hour of, of driving for like hundreds of euros. And that's so easy, like um, not spending so much money on this stuff and just like trying to save it for things that that really are important like a good ceremony and just like a photographer and all the stuff that that really helps you to to have like a really really greater experience just yeah things like that i guess i fully agree with you like 100 percent, especially you know like these birds the white birds that they usually send i'm always yeah. thinking, like why do you actually need it it's as yeah. uh, it's actually also cruel for the animals and then yes. it just lasts one minute max yes yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that's something that I don't feel right at all. Same as balloons. Um. Just these are just things that I, I don't understand. And if I like like uh, if I know it before the wedding, they said they want to send like birds or anything. I just say like I mean I usually not trying to um to to tell them too much what they should do because I always want to to have them their wedding and not like telling my uh vision of like the perfect wedding in some ways but if i heard something like birds or something like this i like do you really want that because this is not cool this is not good for them most of them will die um i feel like there are way better ways to start uh, a marriage than just kill birds yeah exactly. my opinion uh, do, do they agree with you your couples when you say that um yes and, and it, it helped it helped i mean not for everyone I, I don't know if the aunt is turning up in like 10 minutes before that and saying, like, oh, we're uh, having like got these birds for you. And I'm feeling like, oh, gosh, that's not cool. But um, yeah, but if, if it's the clients who, who actually want them, I just say like, don't do this. Just it, it's not it's not cool. Yeah. Well, do you have any other traditions which you don't really like at the weddings, like birds, as you say, balloons? I fully agree with you. I actually, I feel so sorry for those animals when I have to see it and I have to take pictures of that and then I yeah. have to pretend being happy, it's all good. Yeah. But deep inside, you know, my heart is bleeding yeah. when I see that. Yeah. Do you have anything else which you also don't agree with? Um, I mean, it, things like this don't happen for me on a regular basis. And I'm happy for that, that I have such understanding and like... Um, good clients that that don't like always do stuff like this it comes like one every 15 weddings or something like that which is pretty rare and i'm pretty happy for that other things that i don't like maybe those those silly games like with the shoes yes 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 but um not that i that i don't like games but i feel like um this is more about the people like doing those games like uh, actually planning those games than to than for the couple and that's my main problem with this those games happening because uh, those people want to do something and want to do something like it's more about that that they want to be a part of the wedding and a present part of the wedding than actually like doing something for the clients because i have 
a lot of clients, uh, like when in my in my pre meetings, that say they don't want any games. And guess what? It's not it's not everyone, but at least a part of these have games at their weddings. So it's not about them because they don't want these. So why they're actually happening? You know, I, I have the same experience. Many like. many clients, actually, many young couples, just just don't like these games. Yes. For me, frankly, and where that's where I have a different opinion. I I frankly um, I don't I can't say I like them, mm -hmm. but it gives me an opportunity. Uh, although the game itself is quite artificial, yes. but somehow it it makes people also to to show some emotions, and that's what sure. I like. But usually, I'm telling to the clients if you want to cut the games. It's absolutely fine, but you have to uh, put something else on their place, mm -hmm. something which makes the party special. You have to, yeah. to find ideas if you don't want to, to do these odd games, just yeah. to do something else. Because frankly, in most cases, from my experience, the guests await something special beyond the normal party, beyond just eating and dancing. I never say what they have to do, but I just try to, to implement the idea that they just don't have, uh, they can't say, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do that, but also they can be creative in yeah. exchanging the odd things with really creative ideas. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah. From your personal uh, aims as a photographer, as far as I understand, you are just thankful when you have real emotions at the wedding, no matter where it is and with whom. But do you have, as a photographer, some special aims, some special kind of wedding you'd really love, you're dreaming uh, to photograph, I don't know, a colorful Indian wedding or a wedding on some uh, far island or in the castle or in the air or underwater, whatever special. or don't you really just, or you really don't care where? Um, I'm not trying to kind of have too much, um, how to say this? Um, I'm not trying to get excited for things that, that could make me feel excited. I mean, I had pretty shitty destination weddings. And, and I had super fun and some of my favorite weddings just in the town next to, to mine. So there's, I'm trying to be like completely open for, for the plans of people and for their weddings because cool weddings and like cool, uh, like cool things can happen basically everywhere. So, um, yeah, of, of course, I, I love other traditions. I love other cultures. I'm, I'm pretty open and a pretty open-minded person for a lot of things. And I'm just, I love experience other cultures and other, other people, but it, it doesn't need to, it doesn't, it doesn't always need to be like super special, super exciting because um, in the end it always comes to the same things, like telling their story, telling like who they are, their emotions, like keeping their story for them. And that's always the same, like no matter if it's here or in Africa or in India or in Wiesbaden where I live. So um it's it's not a diplomatic answer, I guess, but um, it's it's just the truth. I, I'm it's just very diplomatic. I think I think <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's um, I, I might have expected that, but I was just curious anyway. Do you have any tips? Like, do you have any maybe a list? You know, with the things that you usually photograph at the weddings, like with the storytelling. Like, so let's say you say like I need to photograph the rings, this and that, or is it just always a freestyle for you? I mean, I'm not trying to come at a wedding with a shot list. Like, not in hand and not in my brain as well. I'm just 
I'm just there and just being a part of it and documented from more from the inside than from the outside, I guess. Just being a part of it and, and like just always be around and just always be around people and doing like like basically be somehow a guest with a camera is pretty much what, what I do. And just, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know I, I have to do like different, like I have to deliver, of course, I have to deliver shots that, that I would expect, that my couples would expect. But I mean, I know that I have so much freedom as a wedding photographer because I'm a few a few years back. I I asked myself like, what are the images that I really need to deliver? And it came down to like maybe like five percent of the time of the wedding day that I actually need to deliver the shots, and ninety five percent of the time I can just do what I want and what, what feels right. And that's where I can be like really creative and just like experiment and just, if it doesn't happen for like 20 minutes, it's, it's completely fine. Like so how would you react if a couple actually gives you a shot list on the wedding day? I mean, sometimes you are having your talks and there is perfect understanding and they say, yeah, you're, you're great pictures. That's what we want and so on. And then a half a year passes and then just on the wedding day, she says, and because she has read it in some shitty uh, wedding uh, magazine or whatever, on a blog of somebody and just presents you a list out of 50 motives. Um. Honestly, um, I would be Honestly, on the phone yes. like five minutes after sending of or after reading this mail because I mean I mean I'm happy because after uh, over 200 weddings I never experienced something like this before and I'm super happy about this because I'm I know that that happens to other photographers but um, just it, it never happened to me there there are always people like saying like oh we want to have like an image of something, I don't know what it, what it is, but it, it comes like every 30, 40 weddings or something like that. It comes like we want to have like this one shot or these two shots, which I will always do. Like there's not a no for that. If it would be like a total list, we would talk about the trust topic once more, I guess, because that's not my definition of trust. That's, that's so, a very good point. That's a that's a really cool point. Frankly, I've had it only once in 14 years. That's cool. And yeah. we also had to talk about the trust. Yes, right. But I had it twice, but of course, it's not a enjoyable process when you just get like 40 images from other photographers and yes. then you have to copy yes. them yes. and it's not your style. And then you're yes. just asking the couple, why do you want to book me? Because I'm obviously yes. not your photographer. And do you do any ads? Let's say Facebook or Instagram ads? Um, I don't have Facebook ads and I don't have Instagram ads as well. I have some Google ads. But um, yeah, but they're working, but it's not working like you can't like really narrowing down your ideal clients too much on Google. I'm not so good at Instagram and Facebook ads, but uh, I, I did some courses in university for Google ads, but they're not like these are like if it comes to the like you, you just shouldn't always say see like only the quantity of environments but always the quality of environments but because the the quality of environments isn't too good for google ads for me it is good with as i said fearless masters like it's like the the best like it, it's best possible it's not 100 percent like booking but it's maybe like 80 percent booking when i get an, an inquiry from these platforms which is pretty insane like honestly and for google it must be like 10 to 5 percent so um it, it's not always about quantity yeah. um yeah yeah with the google it's of course it's really difficult to just as you say pre-qualify i mean in your case you could say natural you know emotional photography but it's actually you know it's such a big word like i yeah. mean the couple should search for something like that and it just 
there's not too many uh, couples out there who are searching like documentary wedding photographer in my region. It's just they were searching wedding photographer Wiesbaden, just an example. And they were searching wedding photographer Mainz and all those those things. But you're not searching like like if you're getting too specific, it, yeah, it, it doesn't help you too much. So um, yeah, Google isn't working too good for me. It's it's I mean I'm getting the money back and I'm getting the money back from from my um, in, in queries. Of course I do that. But there are way more efficient other ways for that, like oh. it, the competitions. Like I, I'm spending like masters, like 200 euros a year and getting like five bookings from that. It's easy as that. If I had the same ratio with, uh, with Google, that would be insane. <laughs> yes, but you have really to be as talented as you are uh, to make it work. Because be uh, fearless, there are obviously quite many of photographers. Course. You need to be on top and you need to work your way on top. Uh, for if you're like it's it's that's basically the same as in google to be honest if you're like in your page three at like 35 listed no one will see you but if you're on top like a lot of couples and a lot of people uh will get that attention that you're actually trying to achieve well okay we want to be helpful for our colleagues and also for the clients so let's start with the colleagues you have although um you have an advantage that that you are young, at least younger that that we both uh, that we both. But still, you have seven years of experience in the wedding industry. Uh, perhaps out of your own mistakes or out of the stories you've heard from your colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, there is no shortcut. But of course, yeah. everybody wants to avoid mistakes. Yeah. Could you just uh, make a few hints for our colleagues, uh, perhaps some people who are just starting their business or perhaps some people do mistakes uh, all over again. Um, can you say a few words on that? What what really makes you think that, well, if you see somebody who'd suck um, or say this is not good way and that shouldn't be this and that? Um, I'm a big believer in that you should find your own way, your own voice, and you're just own brand that you're trying to um, develop and that's not a thing that comes from one day to another but in, in long terms you should try to learn from your mistakes of course but um, like like finding your ways and what you're doing like your line that you're trying to uh, follow and your your own path and of course you will always like trying to, to look right look left and that's that's a good thing i look a lot of like i'm i'm the photographer who's saying like look at your competition in some ways trying to learn from them try to analyze them what they're doing but not trying to copy them but trying to find like small things and hints and all that stuff to give your own way like like your own voice and, and all of this because i know there are a lot of photographers who are just trying to be like someone else i'm trying to be like someone i don't know like the, the people who are looking like I'm, I'm looking up to and just 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 not trying to to get into that trap of just like wanting to be someone because you will never be that someone you you always will be the best of being you and being and, and this comes with a lot of things, like your photography style, your brand, your, the way you're talking, the way you're, you're writing, just all those things that, that come all together in like this, this, this big thing that is your business. And because yeah, your business will be always best if it, if it is you and not a copy of something you will find online or just, just something like that. And this, this would be basically my goal and, or, or my tip for 
for people who are starting out, who are um, yeah, basically want to get into this. And I'm, I'm not saying that you you shouldn't like. I mean, I oh, like I got into wedding photography with second shooting for another photographer for 15 weddings for a whole year. Oh, like like after that, I had that that thing in my brain that that says this is not you and this is not um just this is not the, the the way I want to to be a wedding photographer because I want to do this on my own. I want to be creative on my own, and I like um I don't work for like this is this is just not how I'm working. Just like 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 be under someone who says that what you what you have to do, but rather like experience everything for myself. Do mistakes, learn my mis- from my mistakes, and just find in my way. And um, yeah, that's that's basically my my uh, last seven years in uh, two minutes, like compressed. Oh, that's beautiful. And how do you think should photographers, especially young photographers, should believe in themselves? How they should gain this trust? You know, okay, what I'm doing, this is my style. This is what feels right for me. Nobody else is doing something close to what I'm doing. How should I actually trust in myself? Um, I mean, the, the trust part is, is always hard and I, and I know that, but, um, I think you should just be confident in, in what you're doing because what you're doing, like, if you're like really fine on someone that maybe not others doing, and even if, if others do some part of it, it's, it's also okay, but like you, it will get her with time and it's okay to like try something else out, but then coming back to the path that you, you want to go or just maybe finding like a path that you never expected to happen, but it just went that way. And then you're trying to follow this one. It gets like a little, yeah, it's not good if you're trying to change paths like every two months. So it just, you, you will, you will, with time, you will get like more narrowed down to what you're actually wanting to do. And you will not just change everything. And in the start, I, I usually always tried things out and just always like try to, uh, be someone else like I'm, I'm I'm the last person who says that I'm not influenced or wasn't influenced by other photographers but then just trying to overcome that and just be you and learn to be you and just not something you could learn from like one day to the next but uh, learn from mistakes and learn what you don't want is more important than learn what you want yeah Beautiful. And how much time did you need to find your personal style, your signature style? How many years or months or days or it was just them, you know, like from the first wedding? It wasn't um, there. I mean, it's still a work in progress, of course, I guess. But um, I haven't changed like... I mean, like the last three years been definitely like the the, the, the point where I'm basically saying like I'm getting closer to what I want to achieve and like learning to achieve this at more and more often and at more and more um I mean yeah there, there always will be stuff that at the weddings that I, that I won't like the, in the ways that I'm shooting but um it, it kind of gets down like the la- like four years to like kind of learn and search and and to like the last three years um, where I'm just yeah, we well, well, basically have fine what, what what path is mine. And um, are there still any aims you want to achieve? Some aims you haven't achieved yet. Uh, is there anything um, which you want to have differently in the next years, or are you already almost there where you want mm-hmm. it to be? 
I'm, I, I feel like for now, I think I'm doing pretty good at like knowing what I want. And um, for now, I'm happy, but that could basically change in, in the future where, where I'm like, would I won't be happy after all? And like, if there, if I have like 10 weddings where I'm not happy with the things that I'm delivering, I will overthink why I'm not happy and just then trying to analyze like. Okay, so you have, you have said that you have attended over 200 weddings. So you've seen quite a lot. Yes. Um, just to ask you, perhaps not especially uh, as a photographer, but this is an attendee to these weddings. Have you seen a common mistake or mistakes by the couples or are there any hints or tips uh, you'd like to give them in the end, which they could implement into their wedding planning or just something to make their wedding day even better? Um, they should always ask themselves what they want and because it's their wedding and it's not the wedding of their friends, not the weddings of their family. It's their wedding and they're doing this because they love themselves. So it's their day and not the day of someone else. And that's basically the thing they should ask themselves with every decision they're doing. Are we doing this for us or are we doing this for to please someone else? was just a guest of this because this is just one day and this is the one day they are the single most important people and this day will never be happening again and so they should be happy for themselves and doing things they want yeah amen good words <laughs> thank you no for real i think many couples they actually really they do forget that it's your day yeah they're, they're getting lost they're getting lost in all these um predictions other people are having and instead instead of just like doing their thing and that's maybe the, the most common like mistake that that i'm seeing because i always feel like this is so bad for for the couple because they are spending so much money on this and they have all rights to be happy and if there are things that won't make them happy they just shouldn't do it yeah yeah, but I think many people, they just forget, you know, as you say, they just lost, you know, with the family members having some expectations, especially yeah. I think it's really, I think in Germany, what do you guys think? I think in Germany, it's not that crazy, but I think it's more like Eastern Europe, Eastern European couples. That's a lot more crazy because then they yeah. just don't do it for themselves at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'm, it's I'm, very different, but, but German couples are uh, often more sincere. Uh, yeah. That's what I have experienced in, in terms of emotions um, than uh, than younger couples uh, out of uh, Eastern uh, Europe or Eastern countries or Russia. Yeah, it might be. I don't have too many Russian clients or or something like like Eastern state clients. So uh, I, I don't have like a too great picture of this. But of course, I would love to have like a Russian couple or something like that somewhere in, in the future. But I never had like one. Yeah, you should. It's it's quite crazy if you do it once or twice. Yeah, especially the party. You know, they usually they have tamadas. Yeah. And I've been working at the Russian-German wedding last summer, like I couldn't feel my hands anymore because you just have to constantly shoot and shoot and shoot and because then all the guests, they change in the costumes, they're right, dancing, they're right. singing, they're drinking. I was exhausted. Like I couldn't That's move so anymore awesome. after that wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like lying on the couch, you know, not moving, just leave me alone. Right, right, right. I mean, that's a wedding that I would love, definitely. Yeah, for you, for you, for sure. It was like the dream wedding. <laughs> <laughs> where should a normal bride she doesn't know about the fearless you know she has never heard about that where do you think should should she be looking for a wedding photographer is it instagram pinterest google like where should she actually start because she has no idea 
I feel like they should ask with their friends. Uh, uh, they should start with their friends and like asking for the experiences they had with their wedding photographers and what like if they were happy with other photographers because it's always like easy to like <laughs> pretend a picture that you aren't as a photographer or as a company. So real life experiences are way more important than just the images and just the 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 stuff that you're seeing online because online is not the reality you can like write so much stuff about you you can basically write online that you're a superman which <laughs> might not be so um yeah ask ask other people it's, it's way more important and like get a feeling of what they experienced with the photographer they have booked for their wedding and just or if you might be have been a guest at a wedding and saw a photographer who did great work, um, like that's that would be maybe my starting point. If I have a client who have never saw any other like wedding photographers and I don't like maybe not know photographer like in yeah yeah that would be my starting point. If I'm there a social person, I don't have any friends, or if I don't plan a destination wedding, oh, let's say <laughs> in Italy, for example, because yeah. I think it's a really huge problem for the brides. You know, they have no idea where to start. Let's say it's a destination wedding. Plus, I'm a social; I don't have friends. <laughs> what should I do in that case as a bride? Sorry, only only online is left, I guess. So, um, but yeah. what, what what would it be? What do you think? Instagram? Should I start there? Google? Just it might be instagram yeah but yeah it, you know i i like instagram in some ways but in some ways i don't because i i feel like there's some in some ways instagram style of photographer who's like really prominent on instagram and like i feel like a lot of instagram images like basically looking pretty much the same and like finding a unique photographer is pretty hard I find many images a little bit superficial, and that's, yeah. I think, not yours. Yes, yes, yes. That's kind of my problem that I have with Instagram. So, but but I always feel like Google is a pretty, you, you, you can pretty be lost when you're trying to Google a photographer and like basically having like a thousand results and like it, it can be overwhelming. So it's it's a lot of advantages and disadvantages with, with everything. So yeah it can be instagram it can be google facebook is a little weird to find a wedding photographer on facebook i guess so yeah uh, yeah. yeah maybe instagram or, or google yeah and then should i be looking until i really click with the pictures what would you say like until i always feel like you should have really that wow effect you know then it's yeah. really your photographer like you're just yeah. blown away with the images yes. then yes yeah yes and then, like, like looking what, the, like, looking for their philosophy, like on their website, they're they're trying to achieve. Um, that that would be my my second point. Like, first look for the images, and then look like who is this person and what he's actually doing and what's his, their, his or her goal and their their minds they're having. And uh, that would be the next step. And then trying to contact them in, in person, and like knowing what they are, have to say, like for you. And yeah. And uh, could you also please, if you like, um, maybe send us a few pictures that we could just include in the interview, yeah, or no. we can just also do it. We can find them on your website. But if you have some preferences, you can also send them to us. I mean, be basically, happy. my I mean, just take me from my website because I mean, this is my portfolio, and I don't show pictures on my website that I don't believe in. That's maybe another point that that I have for other photographers: show the stuff that you're really 
like want to 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 be seen in some ways from the clients and from from other people who are looking up your name um yeah yeah just, yeah instead of 100 because i guess you guys you also see that sometimes you see like 100 150 pictures in the portfolio and they're like not the best you know yeah the- yeah yeah or just like I, I saw portfolios from photographers who are basically like having like three images were that, that are basically looking the same were from the same couple and like like nearly the same spot like maybe like a little different perspective and that's all just pretty like i don't know where where photographers doing this and just yeah you, you need to over like your portfolio is so important to like getting the message across like the it it, it always it all comes together it's like a, a big chain of things which like making like everything come come together and because that's that's what we we're getting booked for for the for the overall big picture that that comes like into the mind like the couple's minds do you often have two weddings on a weekend is it typical for you to photograph on friday and no. saturday or are you satisfied no. with one no i i don't do um two weddings in, in one like two weddings in one weekend it just i can't like I'm trying to deliver a hundred percent to my clients and I couldn't deliver like two full day weddings in the same weekend and delivering like as I could have, if I would have. I'm, I'm totally with you. I've tried it a few times. I just couldn't say no. The, the assignments were too good. And some, and a few times it was even in very different uh, areas. It was quite tough, but yeah. frankly, I know colleagues who, who are uh, capable of doing that and doing a pretty good job. It's, I did three yeah. weddings last season. I had like oh, it was Thursday, Friday and Saturday. It was oh, really gosh. hardcore. And I also had like two weddings on the row in Switzerland. So it was like two destination weddings, one in Basel and in up until yeah. so i had to travel oh, it was hardcore but i was so proud but i could i couldn't really walk anymore like that wedding yeah. in up until it was 14 hours waiting i couldn't walk but yeah. i was so proud of myself like you know i nailed it i did it <laughs> so you can do it you can still deliver a really good result but it's of course you just need like two three days rest just doing yeah it yeah i mean I, i'm saying like if i have one day rest i'm fine like first day saturday i'm fine but not fridays saturday it's not working for me at all like i like I could I could do it. Of course, I could physically do it, but I would like have that handbrake at day one. Who is saying like don't get too like don't give too much, because I know that I will have another wedding on Saturday and I want to deliver for them as well. And like I know that couples like like they're spending so much money on us and it's and and like I get like it's not a trust thing. They're trusting me to have 100% like 100% help for me on their wedding day. So I want to to give exactly like this to them and like every capability that I have in my body for them and not yeah. like like having that handbrake who's saying like don't give too much. And how yeah. many hours usually do you shoot the wedding? Um, on average between 13 to 15 I guess. Like 13 to 15 maybe 16. I mean I had like 19 hour weddings. <laughs> But um, yeah. <laughs> Would you accept a couple just for six hours if they say we have a small wedding? There's really nothing much special happening, but we really love to have some emotional pictures. What is the minimum? Um, I mean, I only um, book full wedding, a uh, full co- of wedding coverages. I'm saying I'm starting with you, and and at least at 12 p.m. or a.m. I don't know, like like 12 in the night. Um, if I want to stay longer, I will stay longer. If I'm like completely done and completely like everyone. Oh, so you're not even counting hours. So you just say full wedding day. Uh, this is the package. Philosophy, when you come and when you go. No, my philosophy is um, I'm not getting paid on hours, but I 
I'm getting paid for the story that I'm telling. So um, you, you basically only get me for like telling your story of a wedding day. I really like the philosophy that you are not selling time. I mean, in, in the end, my Saturday is booked anyways. I can't do two weddings on a single Saturday. Right. So, I mean, if I'm staying there an hour longer or uh, an hour less, it doesn't hurt me. And usually it is not like just doing like 24 hours because I, I've been booked for 24 hours. But it's, it's mostly it's reasonable. It's like 12 hours, 13 hours, 14 hours. It's like the stuff that you would get if you would book the wedding. Be careful if you get booked on an Indian wedding. Uh, make a double price because that would be 18 hours. Right, right. That might be something else. Like if it's like more days, you it, it would have been a, a, another price, of course. But for the normal European wedding, like it's it's basically they're all paying the same. Like no couple would get an advantage or a disadvantage from it. It's basically just telling the story of them and their wedding um yeah that's that's what i'm doing despite despite of all the uh all the problems of the current situation i wish you really good luck with the next uh, weddings and Thank you. quite excited to see the next pictures and awards and keep keep doing what you are doing and believing and uh, uh, in, in in having trust in what you do it's very cool thank you so much Thank yeah. you. Thanks for thank everything. Um, yeah, thank you for your energy, inspiration. It was really inspiring to talk to you. I, I learned actually a lot from you. So thank you very much for that. It was really beautiful. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay. Okay, guys. Have a, Have a nice time. evening. Have a you great too. time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.